Hey, I think we're in. Hey, what's going on, Evans? <laughs> New system. I have New no system. idea. If, New uh, system. Who dis? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I feel like my light came on after yours, so I don't know if I was in the middle of talking. Or I think what. you were, which is makes it even more <laughs> hilarious. Uh, this that, is, of though. course, EDH wrecked. You're listening to yeah. the podcast about the soothing Commander. sounds of Brian and Evan in the evening. The soothing sounds. <laughs> I have to sit really close to my mic, so it feels I, like it's really intimate and personal. I mean, it's just I'm me in the corner back. of a room. Uh, we 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 normally record at my house. We're not in the middle of any type of thing. But my double mic thing, one of my mic's cords broke, so Evan had to record at home. We're using On, a new system, Riverside. Yeah, we've been testing it out here for like twenty minutes. It seems it has okay. this. It didn't. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. We can do that. Yeah, we can. We can. We can. <laughs> Number ten. No, just, uh, so we have we have a whole bunch of things we can do. It's a reference for the young crowd out there, those kids out there who uh, who really get the uh, the, the <laughs> late night TV that used to be on. Um. So yeah, this is episode ninety three. I want to say yeah, maybe ninety four. As promised, we'll get an episode just in before our year head wrap up. Exactly. So so this is our this is our Christmas episode, uh, and in yeah. the spirit of Christmas. We're going to do an episode on Group Hug. The most Christmas theme. Group Hug and cards that help your opponents. Yeah. Now I'm going to argue that Group Hug is a fraud, but let's not, you know, I, I add think, too much to the Christmas theme on that one. But <laughs> I think that the, but I, that's true. I think that the idea most people, like when you say Group Hug, it's not actual, it's, it's not, it's not helping your opponents. It's, it's giving you more, you know, like yeah, group hug deck, your, your lands deck is, you know, Commander's a group hug commander. Yeah, I have a couple decks that people are like, is this group hug? And it's like, no, like, of course it isn't. There's no real group hug, but... But you could um, argue that some cards are more group huggy than others. There are. I just think the, the true group hug cards are just bad, but... I mean, I think you're wrong, but we're going to get into well, that. Well, that's, that's why we're here. That's why. Um, so, we are going to uh, look at... Some of the uh, some of the cards somewhere. that you could see. Yeah. Sorry, I was trying to adjust something on there, and it turns out I can't. So we're just going to keep going. I think sure. I hear a little echo coming through me on you, but you can't turn it off midway through. So we're just going to roll with it, Evan. And if people get a little of me while you talk, Hold I don't on. care. Well, you shouldn't. I have headphones in, so unless you're hearing, I'll just turn down my headphones. And I just won't hear you as well. How's that? That's okay. I yell. Okay, that yeah, should better. be fine. That's better. Uh, it just might be that I'm leaning so close, you're actually hearing the headphones. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That easily could have been. And I do have a loud and squeaky voice at times. Yeah, all so right. Should be I, good now. I pitched this to you, Evan, so I guess I'll start it up. Yeah, um, you know, we'll just jump right in. No intro, no nothing like that. We already introduced ourselves. Uh, do you want to have the studio audience uh, cheer for us at least we, before the theme starts? God, you know what? We probably could have that. We could, we could definitely... Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Thank yeah. You. This is the Christmas I, episode. You know, I I'd like to thank all. No, please, please stop. <laughs> no, no. I, I really, we don't deserve it. Oh my God, Evan. They're really. They're just. <laughs> it's just. Uh, I love it. I mean, these people are are so great. Uh, it's it, nice. W- to be this wouldn't have happened without all of you. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to make that clear. Uh, you know, we you earned this as much as we did. Thank you very much. So, so, so appreciate podcast for the people so, by the people by the people. 
really. Uh, that's where it is. So <laughs> I was worried that was going to last forever. <laughs> it's 36 seconds. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I'll start by talking about what the difference is in my mind between like a group hug and like a, uh, a truly helpful card to the, sure. to the whole board or to a specific group of individuals. So like, for example, when people think about group hug, I think they think about cards like Kianos and Tiro of Metalitis, the one that you play. The one I always uh, just refer to as Kings and go, I don't know what it's called. Kings, yeah. yeah. I mean, it has some other fairly terrible names as well. Um, <laughs> yes. But it's a 2-8. At the beginning of your end step, draw a card. Each player may put a land card from their hand on the battlefield and each opponent who didn't draws a card. So you get more value out of it than your opponents do, but everyone gains. Yeah, and this is like you see this, and we have. The, I play this card, and everyone thinks it's group hug, and I tell them it's not. I play a lands deck, and the whole point is I will pretty consistently get to play a second land every turn. Yeah, um, other people yeah. get to draw. That's fine, but I get more benefit. We do have two people in our play group who seem to who show up to our tournaments who seem to have like actual group hug. Though I will say that the one today uh, seems to just win on Approach of the Second Sun, which is probably the group hug win con of choice right now. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think that that there's a there's a the term group hug is in and of itself like sort of like a misnomer, I guess you would call it. Um, in the fact that it it should really just be more like a, a term where it's like you get more out of it than uh, than your opponents do. Well, that's why you do it. People are like, yeah. no, 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 it's an even trade. I'm helping you as much as I'm helping myself. That's why it's group hug. I'm hugging everyone. But yeah. in reality, the only way you do it is if it benefits you more. Like as soon as this guy cast approached the second sun, it made sense why I had this commander. He draws an extra card. It made sense why he's playing a howling mine. He yeah, to yeah. Draw an extra card. And, oh, he's just all of this is to set the clock on approach the second sun down a couple turns. Uh, yes, that's what this is. We and, just all think it's benefiting us. <laughs> and it well, I mean, it does benefit you. It just benefits him more. I yeah, mean, and, you you play Glunch, and Glunch is yeah. in the same vein where you know you <laughs> get to decide who gets the bonuses, and in a yeah. four player game, one player gets left out. So, yeah, so to explain this one, I built Glunch recently, and it's probably the most aggressive deck I own. <laughs> um, and I, I played it, and people were like, oh, Glunch, is it group hug? I went, oh, God, no. Like It started as that concept. And then what I discovered was when you get two treasures, you ramp like crazy. So the whole point is to get Glunch on turn two by just playing a bunch of one-drop things on turn one. And then on turn three, you should have six mana to drop something like Lurking Predators or Wild Pair. And then you just go crazy. And it's yeah. like, it's not group hug because I usually just pick a player who doesn't have creatures. And then someone has to draw. And it kind of balances out that I don't have to feel so bad that I'm ramping because I am giving something to someone. But yes. man, it's it's entirely benefiting me. Well, <laughs> like, and I'm I mean, getting way other, more than anyone else. Yeah, and other decks like that include like Feldegriff, right? Like the classic yeah. sort of group hug, the original group hug, where yeah, you you give people things in exchange for giving your Feldegriff powers. Yeah, um, you know, uh, there's Zedru where you hand out cards whether they're good or bad. One to day. People. We've been talking for 93 episodes. What are we going to build Zendru? I still haven't done the, it. The Oprah Winfrey deck is what I want to do, where yeah. it's actually good cards that you give people, and you're like, look under your seat. Yeah. It's a Ristic study. Um, and then a friend of ours runs Silvala Explorer Returned, which is the parlay one where everyone draws a card. But in that case, he gets 
a green and a life for every non-land card revealed. Everyone reveals a top card. For each non-land card, he adds a green and gains life. And then each player draws a card. So you get that card you reveal. Yeah. But everybody benefits. He benefits way more. It used to be a Paradox Engine uh, deck back in the bad old days of Paradox Engine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was right there. I mean, there were two. There were actually two, uh, two, two uh, Silvala decks. They're not Silvala. Uh, two uh, Slesnia decks because Sisse also faded out. Yeah. Now, Silvala still is CDH, but uh, Sisse has, has faded the way of the dinosaur. Um, but I'm talking about real group hug when I pitch this to you. Like cards that don't have a benefit in and of themselves for you to play. Yeah, so that's now there's very few in that case. The, but... the big ones for me, I mean, oddly enough, they normally go into blue. And there's three sort of big ones that I circled. Uh, one of which I've actually seen people play quite often as a commander, oddly enough, for group hug anyway. By quite often, I mean more than once. And the other two, I've actually never seen anyone play one of them, and one only got played once and was sort of shamed out of playing it again. I, think I have it was a no weird idea play. what these cards are about to pitch So on. the first one, the one that I've seen people play, uh, we'll pitch on here, and me and you can sort of discuss on it, Cami of the Crescent Moon. Okay, yeah. So in and of um, itself, it's a howling mine creature. Yeah, it's a two blue for a one three spirit at the beginning of each player's draw step. That player draws an additional card. In a vacuum, that card doesn't have any benefit beyond, like any extra benefit for you for playing it. No, obviously like, you would build your deck to benefit from drawing extra yes, cards. Or, uh, or I've seen it as like a forced cards. fruition deck. Yeah, it's 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 normally forced fruition. It's normally things where like it seems to help you, but what it's going to do is it's just going to draw you to death or or yeah. or hurt you as you draw kind of effect. Uh, I've seen it with those mill effects. Whenever you draw a card, an opponent draw, mills two or whatever. Yeah. Um, I've seen them built that way. But but if you just lay down Cami, everyone yeah. draws an extra card. Yeah, and, and what you then try to do is when people are like, I could kill something. Like, you don't want to kill Cami. Like, it's drawing you cards. You're all good. Yes. And that's one thing when I play the Kings there is that it's like nobody cares to kill it because – they're like, I know you're getting a land, but I also want to draw a card. Well, the <laughs> kings. Go, so the kings I put in the same vein, it's like kind of like a Silvala that I put in the same name as Feldegriff, in the fact that I know that there's value plays coming in this better than mine. Yeah. Uh, but what, especially with the kings over the rest of them, is the fact that I'm hoping that I can establish with that extra land or two uh, a better board state than you even though you're playing more lands like i'm hoping that i can play into something faster yeah uh or that i have something that can respond and stop whatever you're going to do because most of the time especially in those those king's decks it's not a bunch of little plays it's some big play that you need a lot of mana for yeah that's what Um, you're trying to build for yeah so you know my hope whenever i'm playing those kins decks the reason i don't kill the kings first off they're two eight they're difficult to kill through (laughs) combat yeah Uh, second they are kind of an innocuous card. You don't want to throw a path of exile on them. No, that, and that's, because that's they're never going of, to actually hurt you. It's the advantage to group hug. It's just when there's targeted removal, there's just, you're like, I don't care about your guy. Cause he's kind of help. Like, even when you're like, I get it. You're benefiting slightly more than me. You still go, well, yeah, but I'm benefiting. Whereas Vito over there is actually killing me. <laughs> yes. I mean, and I mean, that's, that's the downside of playing that is that it will be, if there's, if there's a creature on everyone's board, chances are that's the least threatening one. Yeah. And that's, but that's, Whereas Cammy, is, that's why it's, that's why people play group hug. Yes. Cammy is 
sort of in the same vein, except I feel that it would be killed even less. Like, you would actively try not to kill Cammy unless you have an abundance of removal, because killing a 1-3, <laughs> that's a howling mine, that, especially if it's a commander and it's going to come back anyway, like, you got to have yeah. a pretty good play to get rid of that. You can and be then... greedy and someone can play it, and then you can draw the two cards, and then you can lightning bolt it just to well, be a jerk. Of course, and I mean, if it so was that just no one in the... gets, else gets the draw. <laughs> if it's in the 99, that's 100% the play. Whenever someone, the, the trick is, is, whenever someone plays like a mana flare, if you're the next player, you kill it. After you've used it, yes. Oh, yeah. That is the best way to deal with a symmetrical. But I'm like talking that. in this instance for these three that I'm going to bring up. This is literally if they're your commander. Yeah. So, Kami the Crescent Moon, like you said, it plays normally into forced fruition, into mill strategies, into drawing is going to hurt you kind of strategies. Um, and it's a mono blue, so it has a lot of protection. And again, it's a two drop commander. You have to it's kill that to several it. times yeah. it before that becomes an issue. Um, so it's, it's a weird card. You don't see a lot of play in it, but like I, that to me is a true group hug card. Yeah. Cause it's actually symmetrical. Now, do you play it in any of your decks? I don't, I have one, but it's never actually ended up in a deck. Yeah. Uh, it was probably in an early version of Kings when it was more group huggy. Um, I think no, I, I ran don't... it, I ran it in Locust God. Okay. Obvi- oh obviously. yeah. Cause you just I... wanted the extra draw. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And normally, again, you're in a color combination that has enough protection for it. And yeah. in Locust God, one extra draw can sometimes just mean death for the whole board. Um, so I did run it in that, but apart from that, I've never really put it together. Again, I faced it several times over the years. Yeah. Um, and every time it's kind of built in the same vein, where it's very passive, uh, it's not aggressive, uh, and yeah. it just sort of sits back and builds a board state of value that's, engines. Well, that's the thing that happens with... Um... Group hug is basically just an excuse to say, I have a combo deck, but I'm going to pretend it isn't for a while. Yes. Because, yes. like, Feldegriff wins through, like, a combo. You know, it makes infinite mana and then makes infinite creatures and infinite triggers you to death with Suture Priest or whatever. Um, that's usually it. Or I'll sit back until I get forced fruition and then you'll draw <laughs> yourselves down. Or yeah. I'll sit back and then I'll cast Approach the Second Sun once I have two counter spells in hand. And I'll draw it in two turns and watch you guys try to figure out how to stop me. Uh, it's really just a like that's how group hug wins. Yes, yeah, is through some weird combo. If it's a real group hug deck, hundred percent. It's just trying to sort of lay low, pretend it's not but a problem. In, and the in trouble every is, case if everyone you just notices and goes, "I know what your deck is doing. It's pretending to be group hug yeah. to beat me in a combo." In every apart from the the force fruition, in every context you just mentioned, like the Feldegriff. The, the the lands deck, uh, you're getting more out of it. In just from having the card exist, Feldegriff just by existing is giving you more than what you're giving your opponent. Like the fact that you're creating a four four with flying, your opponent gains two life. That doesn't matter at twenty one damage. No. You're dead. <laughs> you know, it gains trample again. It gets a one one green hippo again. It doesn't matter at twenty one damage. You're dead. Blah blah blah. Return it to the hand. An opponent draws a card. Well, that saves you from commander cost. Like Feldegriff. Again, the reason it was the first big group hug is because it was almost an unstoppable moment. Like, um, and like you said, you'd go infinite, you create infinite hippos, kill them with some sort of trigger, or you would just continually cast it. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Whereas but Kami, that's my point is, it's not really like people play it as group hug, but it's like, like I play Kings and I play Glunch, and it's like, look, this isn't really a group hug because I'm just getting an effect that sure it helps you, but it definitely yeah. helps me. Well, like <laughs> I play Kern. 
So Karen yes. the Betrayer is the one that I hand around the board. Every time you say Karen, I have to mentally not think so. Think of, yes, of course. Yeah, I play Karen like, the Betrayer, the mono <laughs> like, red guy. There's a pause until I can be like, oh, right, yes, that deck. <laughs> so the mono red guy, he hands himself around and everyone draws cards, you know. Yeah. But I'm obviously going to play it politically, and I'm obviously going to have ways to get it back. You know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not yeah. just going to hand it out. No. So <laughs> even though it's somewhat symmetrical in the fact that you're going to get it, someone's going to get a play with it, and they might never give it back to me, it's not really because I'm going to have enough in there to sort of force the issue, hopefully. But Kami and then the other two that I have aren't like that. So we'll move on to the next one. So again, Kami of the Crescent Moon is a true group hug effect. It's a, yeah. It has no, it, it, it's, an, it's a symmetrical effect across the board. Uh, yeah. The next one is in the same vein. It's a little bit more controllable, though. So, Quain, the itinerant meddler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the is the rabbit. rabbit wizard. The one three for two. Again, another two drop. Oddly enough, you tap it. Each player may draw a card. Then each player who drew a card this way gains one life. It's the most permissive card in the world. It asks. It, it, you may. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to? Would it's you up like to, you. to draw? But if the problem you do, with you that is life. it makes it harder because like people can just avoid the trigger. So. If you set up anything that's like, if you draw bad stuff, will happen. You'll be like, eh, maybe I won't draw then. Well, I mean, in this game, in with this, what you would, you're again, in and of itself, everyone just will take a card. There's almost no reason not to. You know, if, no, if for Quain is the only one, you're you're right there, bud. You're, you're, no. I'm just yawning because it's yeah. late at night here. It, it's late. Jeez, <laughs> it's late. It's ten twenty-one p.m. For anyone wondering, <laughs> it's, it's not that late, Evan. It's not that late, buddy. That's why we got the late night the, audience. The audience is laughing at you over that, Evan. <laughs> You're gonna laugh at me for anything. So, Quain, uh, Quain is another true group hug card, where it's a truly helpful card to the board in a vacuum. Yeah, you know, everyone draws it's, and it's not even like Kami in the sense that you can kill it to stop the next player from doing it. Once you tap Queen, everybody has that option. I'll be honest. I have no idea what you do in Azorius to, to, to like, to, to make this win you the game. I ask you that I go, I'm pretty sure there's, I'm going to try to look it up as quietly as I can here. Um, I've never played against this deck, but I do I know have, it's fairly popular online. I've never played but against I don't, it once. I don't know what it does. Uh, 3,000 decks I just looked up online. Um, I have no Jesus. clue how you win with it. I have no... Because I said it's a May, so you can't even, like... You can't force, force fruition yeah. or something. Yeah. Like, you know, draw seven. It's like, well, they don't have to... Well, I guess force fruition is they cast and they draw seven. But, like, you can't force, you know... So I'll just play a bunch here, of untapping Here's effects. a card. It's like your opponent Triska, can just ignore it. Triska, Triska a decafile. There you go. Sure, uh, but that was... Begin of your upkeep, if you have exactly 13 cards in your hand, you win the game. Yeah, that's for Kami as well. Pushes pushes it over the edge. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, yeah, there's Approach of the Second Sun. Uh, Lab Man. There's course. so many win cons. But again, it's only pretending to be group hug, basically. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, uh, in, I mean, come on. Yeah, that deck, this uh, deck drum is... Drum Bellower, pushy. untap all creature control during each other player's untap step. So Perfect. good. Shabraz, now I need one for Shabraz now. Shabrazorius is coming back. Um... <laughs> yeah, so so it's 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 another one of those cards that's like that's actually just a pure in and of itself equal group hug card, and even better in the fact that, like you said, you get to choose if you want to do it. Yeah, but that's what I mean is you're limited in like you know how you're going to try to. Screw yeah, you over can't force people to die with it. No, is, is you can't like mill them out <laughs> or something. Yeah, like you, it's not even like Kami where you can you can kind of force effects to happen. You can't even do that with this. This one is a pure ask. Would you like to? 
I scrolled then, down here, so I got a question for you. Do you know what the card energy arc is? Uh, I own one. I can't remember what it does. White, blue, instant. Untap any number of target creatures. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to and dealt by those creatures this turn. That's actually I'm, an amazing card, and I I'm, need one. I've never seen this card before. Holy crap. Um, it's For two good. blue, you, you can target anyone. Not too blue, it's a white and a blue. But yeah, you just untap any number of target creatures. So you could... Dealt uh, by those creatures this turn. You the see whole turn. fog thing. It's amazing. You can also just untap all your tap creatures and re-trigger their abilities. Yeah, that's so crazy. Solid. I've never seen this card before. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, I need one now. Energy arc. Gotta remember that one. What set's that from? I don't know, because the artwork I have here is for, like, a Masters online Energy set. Arc is Alliances. Perfect. One of my favorites. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then moving on to the third one. So, again, Quain, one of those true group hug cards. Moving on to the third one is Braids the Conjurer Adept. Oh, I hate this one. <laughs> <laughs> See, I talked about this before. But that's because in a vacuum, Braids is fine. But this card it's never exists in a vacuum. <laughs> never. This is every time someone will be like, and I've mentioned this many times on this podcast, someone will be like, I'm playing Braids. It's fun. Leave it. It's lots of fun. It's it's a trap. Every time. Oh, it's always a trap. It's a trap. You never listen to them. It's never 100%. Fun. It's an Eldrazi deck every single time. Or it's like something. They'll be like omniscience. Like it does. It's, it's yeah. a trap. It'll drop. It a pure... uh, it'll drop tide spout. Tyrants. <laughs> they never. Well, it's artifact creature land. So, but it's never, it's yeah, never so drop tide spout. Tide spout tyrant tyrant and yeah. Bounce all your stuff. Like it's uh... never good is, <laughs> no. the, is the key here is that there's never a time or they'll drop like they'll, yeah, it's always so bad, but, uh, there's never a time where braids should exist, um, but if you just pull the braids out of nowhere, it braids would certainly is look like a, a true equal card. Yeah, you have just that... as much chance of drawing, putting something good on the like. If you, if every player just started the game with a braids in play, you know, and you didn't know your deck was supposed to be braids, it, it's you know how does that screw up the game? You know. Yeah, the trouble is what makes Braids unsymmetrical is you built your deck to drop giant to, to things do, after you have four things. mana, yeah, yeah. whereas everyone else probably didn't draw their big things because they probably didn't want them in their opening. Yeah, hand. yeah, you're like you're like Darksteel Forge, and now follow up with a bunch of artifact things that you're never going to get rid of. Um, thing and like you said, they're just like dropping Eldrazi on turn four and turn three and stuff like that. They don't get the trigger, but who cares when there's an 11-11 Annihilator 4 coming at you, you know? Like, what, what's what's the big deal, guys? Oh, it's you didn't fun. get to destroy something? Oh, too bad. Evan, uh, I said it's fun. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Ulamog's gotten a lot cheaper, I'm seeing here. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, and by a lot cheaper, how much do you mean? And is that an yeah, American? This is saying 28 bucks American. But he that's was actually, like a hundred. That's actually, yeah, he was a hundred Canadian at one point, but 28 bucks American is actually pretty good. Um, yeah. Now, we've talked. Do you have any commanders that you'd like to throw in the the bid for for this? Or no, mine were. I said I was going to talk about the two uh, I play that everyone mistakes as group hug, but I purposely made the decks to not be group hug. And that's uh, kings have a group hug. and it's glinch. kings and glunch. I yeah. guess like another side was uh, I have every once in a while I build it as Varchild, but again, yep. the whole point of Varchild is uh, I give you guys, and then I try to punish you for having creatures that's the point of the deck or i try to make you attack people the problem with Varchild is so many people want creatures to sack to things that 
it's quite treacherous to play. <laughs> well, Virchow can play into too many strategies, I feel, to be like a legitimate commander nowadays, where, like you said, there is a lot of like token decks that want things. Like, if you yeah. played Varchild against my Space Marine deck, I would thank you, and then I would yeah, kill you and with my screwed, other tokens. Or I'd play against Chatterfang, and I'm like, oh god. Oh, well, Chatterfang's, <laughs> done? like, probably the worst of the bunch to play against. That's a scoop so moment right there. That's the problem with the deck, is sometimes it's just a terrible matchup. Um, but I, I don't I don't know of other ones specifically. Like, I, I highlighted a couple of cards here. I'm trying to think of other specific group hugs that are, like, actually... There was, there's that green legend that adds mana at the beginning of each mana. Do you remember someone that we knew used to play it? There's, um, it's, a, it's like a, oh, there's snake. a snake. That it's you a snake, get I think. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, call yeah. that one. Well, and That's then there's true. there's that the other there's snake, Belby. the flying one, that creates creates snakes, and then uh, oh, yeah, there's everyone the draws one. cards. Zer- yeah. Xerxes or something. Z- there's, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's also the green one when, when you when it comes into battlefield, each player can put a legendary into from their hand into play. Oh yeah, 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 uh, that guy from, yeah, yeah. from Kamigawa. He's funny, but probably way too dangerous to play. Yeah, and I mean, um, this is the thing. There it is. Uh, Shizuko, Collar of Autumn. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, the player adds three green to his or her mana pool. This mana doesn't cause mana burn. <laughs> it's probably one of the few cards that references that. Until end of turn, mana does not empty from the player's mana uh, pools as phases end. It's a little bit yeah. like lunch, but that one is group hug. But again, how you actually play against that is someone cast it, gets no benefit. You kill you it. Get, you, you get just green, green yeah, then yeah. you murder it so no one else gets it. Like, you even, I, I would even, if someone cast it, I would even at that point just be like, can, can, can you kill it on your turn? Because I'll just, you know, let's all benefit and then stop this guy from benefiting. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also like pseudo group hug decks in the way that they, they try to make you do things to other players like Edric or Ludovic and stuff like that, where they say, if you do things not yeah, to me, true. you get a benefit. Kahiji, all attack, creatures attacking Ex- your opponent get two power. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stuff like, like that, Kihiji. right? I do like It's a f- fun one. I now, can... do you consider Saizan, the perver- pervert of truth, to be a uh, group hug? <laughs> I mean, in a Shieldred <laughs> deck? No. Well, um, obviously in a Shieldred deck. Uh, it is, but again... Um, it benefits other people. Like I played it in Mogus mostly because once I had Underworld Dreams out, it was like, hey, okay, you keep drawing. Cards. Well, yeah, yeah. Now you're gonna, now you're gonna lose. You know, you're gonna die fairly quickly here. Um, so it is, but again, there's always that sort of other side to it that is yeah, exactly. trying to. Uh, I I don't consider cards like that or like Edric or the uh, the other one that I had mentioned there to be uh, Ludovic to be actual group hug. You know, they're they're more of an incentive based deck because they're I like can still hit you. Yeah, they're like a still, political yeah, like I'm gonna try political. to argue my point and try to pin people against each other. Which is kinda of what Karn is. But where I'll hand them around to people anyone. where it's like, you know, if you don't hit me, I'll give you Karn to hit someone else kind of deal. And you just hope. Yeah. You just hope. Yeah, like Kahiji's like, I'm gonna try to convince you to attack the opponents. I'm not really helping you because your opponents are also gonna beat you up just as bad as you're beating them up. Like Yeah not helping anyone i'm just trying to sort of start fights so now i want to ask you do you play any cards that you think of that help your opponents or actively help the board um again without any reference to what deck it's in do you play like howling mine would be the classic example do you play any howling mine effects i don't have a deck with it i have temple bell because it's less of an issue 
because you trigger I Temple also Bell, Temple when, Bell. Yeah, ben- yeah, yeah. when it benefits you more, and therefore it's less beneficial. So I kind of cheat that. I don't have a deck with a Howling Mine in it. Um, what's the closest? Like, see, I cheat them all. Like I, I called up here, Heartwood Storyteller. It's in my Glunch deck because Glunch has fifty creatures. Yeah, and very few non-creatures. So most of the time, I'm making my opponents draw, but I'm actually just pissing off my opponents because anyone playing like lots of non-creatures suddenly like having a problem because they're making everyone else draw cards. It's whenever a player <laughs> plays a non-creature spell, each of that player's opponents may draw a card. Yeah, it's kind of like group hug, but you build your deck to be mostly creatures, and suddenly you're benefiting most of the time. Um, I'm trying to think like uh, true true ones. I don't think I really do because, like, I have Horn of Greed in my lands deck, but it's because I play more lands. Like, I'm definitely benefiting way more than anyone else. But you do run it, so you do I run, do run it. Bell. You the do closest run... is like Rates yeah. of Flourishing. Yeah, I have in yeah. my in my lands deck because everyone draws an additional card and everyone can play additional land. I'm more likely to draw extra lands, but it's not the same as like Horn of Greed's point is. I'll have like four land drops, so obviously I'm gonna hit it more yep um, rates of flourishing is fairly symmetrical and it's definitely the one that uh you've caught me on this i'll play rights of flourishing you will draw an initial card play two lands and then immediately destroy rights oh of I, 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 I i love that that's my favorite <laughs> thing i'm like to do. cool i'd never benefited from it and i think that's the closest but it's in a deck again where it should benefit me more yeah now i run i run second sunrise uh, which oh, is the return the, everything thing? Yeah, I run that in one of my decks. Um, in one of my new decks, I run a lot of those blue X spells, uh, where each player draws X cards. Yeah, like uh, uh, Prosperity. Prosperity. Uh, Fascination is the one that I run because it also mills, I believe. Okay. There's one that mills double. It either draws X or mills double X. I can't remember the name of it right now, but yeah. I run that. Um and that's all in my now again, you know that's in a vacuum, but it's in my my Magnus deck, which usually reduces the cost by about thirty. <laughs> um, it's uh oh the token ones. Um, it's the Warhammer one, right? Yeah, yeah, the mod, the red blue, the red blue. Yeah, Magnus the red, right? Magnus the red. Yep. Now I also run Cut a Deal, which is the three-drop sorcery that says each opponent draws a card. Then you draw a card for each opponent who drew a card this way. Okay, do you play the secret rendezvous, the you and a player each draw three cards? I don't, because usually Cut a Deal is I draw three and you each draw one. Which is Uh, slightly better. I play Piers Wim, which lets me choose... That's, yes, that's a good They're one. Friendly. So, Piers Whim is for each player choose friend or foe. Each friend searches the library for a land card, puts it on a battlefield tap, then shuffles the library. Each foe sacrifices an artifact or enchantment they control. One of the things about this is what I'm trying to also lean away from is the idea of these cards. Like, I'm not saying do you play this to politic. Uh, in fact, Piers Whim, I never politic. Instead, what I'll normally do is if you're running behind on lands, I'll let you go get one. You know, go get your command tower. It's I any believe land. I did that to you, and then you killed me. You probably shouldn't have done it to me. You probably should <laughs> never choose me as a friend unless I'm really far behind. Or you, you were really far behind, and then I think you got like two lands, and then just immediately blew up all my stuff. <laughs> yeah, that probably happened. I mean, I can't deny that. Scheming symmetry is another one. Uh, you know, without Obnixilus being out, you just let someone tutor with you. Yeah. Oh, there's one. Uh, Wishclaw Talisman. 
There it is. Then that's a that CDH classic, is buddy. Not a group hug. Anyone playing it thinking it is absolutely playing it wrong. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a win con. That you you tutor <laughs> for something and then you give Wishclaw Talisman to someone else. They can only activate it on their turn. But what you do is you a hundred percent of the time go get something to murder at least the person you're giving Wishclaw Talisman. Yeah, yeah. To. Or if not, you just win the game. Like you're that's yeah. You're never here to. That's not here to, no. to help players. Uh, it's like pay to tutor for my win con when I need to. That's what the card says. Yeah, one of my uh, it is never to favorites, be anyone. And I will argue this till I lose breath. Oath of Lieges is the best card <laughs> in the world. Uh, it's pretty good. For people who don't know what it is, it's a two-drop enchantment. It is in every white deck that I have. My son built an Azorius deck, and he runs it in his. We had a time when there were two of them in play. It's amazing. Uh, during each opponent, during each player's upkeep, if that player controls fewer lands than an opponent, the player may search their library for a basic land card, put that card into play. The player shuffles his or her library afterwards. Yeah, it's pretty good because everyone just ramps constantly and no one wants to destroy it because everyone's greedy. Everyone is trying to uh, get that land drop in and just race oh, the game. It's amazing. And then it's you amazing. sit back and go, sweet, my mono white deck just keeps ramping. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's the biggest play in the world for Elish Norn decks. Yeah. Uh, I And I mean the good Elish Norn, not the garbage one they just announced. Um, It's not garbage. It's just not as good as the original Elish You know what? I got I completely off topic here, Evan. Um, I have to say that now that we've seen all the Praetors, completely yeah. disappointed. The second round of Praetors, yeah, nowhere near. Maybe I mean I I laugh that the only bad one was the red one, which seems really fitting. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, yeah. The I mean they're all they're all lesser than what they were. You can uh, argue that maybe Jenga Taxis is is. Yeah, yeah that's good in certain situations. The old one isn't particularly great. It's fine, but it it puts the a old huge one target on you. Is of course better cheated in than as your commander. Yes, it's just um, it's like a ten drop. It's so hard to cast. But I mean, the old one when it hits play, it tends to just win the game if it sticks around. If it lasts until your end step, you usually just win at that point. Um, yeah. So. But these new ones, I can't like Elish Norn. I just I shrugged. I was like, I don't know. I'd rather have the board wipe on a stick. I'll be honest. You know, that's that it's, it's, it is turned to beat Elish yeah, Norn for, for the original one. Some of them are just like like the new Vorinclex is just so specific. So the problem yeah, with Vorinclex is like yeah. it's really like only for Vorinclex to be the commander. Same with Shoulder. The you new Shoulder is in another deck. specifically good. You know, you wouldn't just throw that in a deck or just build mono black good stuff because you'll never need to, like, you'll hope that your opponent's playing draw. Yeah, you can put the new children in, like, Nacrazar or something oh, like that. Oh, you but 100% there's would. not but, like, that many decks, whereas the old one was, like, any creature deck benefited from it. There was there was legitimately no reason to not slide a children if you owned a children in any black deck. You're like, yeah, oh, and I think that's it. it. The, the old ones just were more broad, like, your creatures are yeah, bigger. Yeah. Everyone benefits from it. Your creatures have haste. Benefits you. Like, they're, you know, lands tapping. Well, everyone's <laughs> tapping lands. Whereas the new ones are really specific. So they're just, yeah, they, they don't have the same appeal. Whereas, weirdly enough, the red one is the most broad. Everyone's drawing cards. It's just so, you know, hindered yeah. by capping the rules to be fair that it's just bad. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very bad. Um, 
the uh the 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 it's i just i don't know man it's it was just they were all so like i had that plan where i built all the praetors and yep. i was loving it and then i got i got, <laughs> you got to the red one and you're like this the red one killed done. me and then i thought <laughs> i thought to myself well when shieldred drops maybe it'll respark it i'll get them back because i traded away a couple in disgust I was like, you know what? I'll make the trades. I'll I'll take the hit. I'll get them back. I'll do it again. And then Shieldred dropped, and I was like, I have no interest in Shieldred. And then uh, Ellis Norn dropped, and I was like, no, I'm done. Like I'm just I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> I have an Ellis Norn deck list, and that's it. That's what I got. Because the new Ellis Norn will force you to do white ETB, which I don't know if it's any good. <clears throat> it's gonna get because... you lands when you don't have as many lands as your opponents, and it's gonna like create tokens. Like that's all it's gonna do. Yeah, it might do make, other things, but like you can, you can, you know, use the ones that are like uh, Palace uh, Jailer. You can exile stuff. Well, you'll have like you'll have like but Soul Tender as well. Spend the whole, you'll yeah, spend the whole time being life. like, man, if I could just get the old Elish Norn, then my creatures would be big and I could win. That's it. Like, <laughs> where you're just like, gonna be like, the whole time you're gonna wish stuff, you just but... had the old <laughs> yeah. Elish Norn instead. You're gonna be like, man, I, I could really use Elish Norn here. Like the you're real like, one. Palace Jailer gets rid of stuff. With the new one, it gets rid of two things. But with the old one, I get rid of something and then murder them. <laughs> so, uh, I don't want people to think though that we're telling you that these cards are bad or good to play or whatever. Like obviously we're we're smart enough to know that that none of these cards are played in a vacuum that we're naming here. Not talking with the Praetors. I mean we're back wow. to group hug now. Yeah. Um you can certainly play Praetors in a in a vacuum and they do whatever they need to do, but <laughs> but uh like we're not saying that you should just put Kami in every deck or, you know, that Queen gets run and it's a generically good card. Like if you're playing these cards, you have a plan for them. Yeah, there, there's very few pure group hug decks that really don't want to do anything. Like what I'm saying is, group hug is you hang out, you make friends, you argue that you're doing group hug, and then you secretly just try to win with something insane. Um, that's what you're doing. That's where I was talking about at the start that group hug is kind of a fraud because it's more like a magic trick where you're like, don't pay attention to what's secretly in my deck pay attention to what i'm showing you which is yeah. cami and then you're like force fruition now you're all gonna die and you're like oh right um it, so now, it's a weird it's a weird strategy uh it is as we're trying to mention is that some of the cards are a little bit more group hug but even the ones that are group huggy and symmetrical the reason you play them is because they're not symmetrical you just your opponents well, think they are or they or they they fill in a point a weakness in your deck. For example, like to get back to the last one there, Oath of the Lieges is truly symmetrical. Uh, in a mono-white deck, there's no abuse in this, but what it does is it fills in that glaring weakness of white being able to get land. Yeah. So, even in the like in the sense of that, where it's like everyone helps, but you know, you're going to get a better benefit because normally white can't ramp. White can't tutor for lands. No, but the other advantage it has is uh, it it really feeds the you know the green deck ramped out really hard, and then everyone's like, "Ha ha, jokes on you! We can ramp just as hard." Yes, um, it really is a balancing factor given the state of sort of EDH right now. Classic white, buddy. Classic white. Uh, I was balance. looking up one. Do you play Oath of Druids? I used to. So in sixty card days, I had an Oath deck. It is a dangerous <laughs> yeah so i can't remember what the deck was it was just one creature though it was oath into ah, i can't remember now but there was a few like oath into progenitus oath into like there was there was a couple there i think the very first time i built a grazoth deck it was an oath deck okay uh, before yeah, before Asika became a thing 
because right. it was like, all right, I'll oath into Grozoth, Grozoth and go get all these nine drops. Um, but yeah, there, my first deck was an oath deck in 60 card, and I can't remember what the deck was. It's just was. tough because it, it's, it's a, unlike Oath of Druids. That For people who don't know what Oath the, of Druids does. Yeah, it, or sorry, Oath of uh, the Legions is like, yeah. like lands. Oath of the Druids is a weird one, so I'll read it here. It says, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player chooses target player who controls more creatures than they do and is their opponent. The first player may reveal cards in the top of their library until they reveal a creature card. If the first player does, the player puts the card onto the battlefield and all other cards revealed this way into their graveyard. But the weird part with this one is you you think you want to mail the creature deck because you want to get free creatures. But then you have to have less creatures than an opponent, which means you can't play a creature deck because then you'll never trigger it on yourself. Well, these decks are built to like usually bring out like one creature. Yeah, but then you, you know, put you everything know. in your graveyard. So if you have Grozoth and it's your tenth card from the bottom, you better have a way to shuffle your library because you're going to get Grozoth and nothing left. So I it, think I used to run Gaia's Blessing in my deck. I think it was like a it was like a oh, yeah, deck that yeah. did something. Can't remember the exact details, but again, it was sixty card days. It was like twenty years ago of drinking that have smothered this this deck in my mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's again, like you said, it sounds like it's a very group huggy deck or a group huggy card. But the only reason you have this card in your deck is because you are planning a very specific thing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I am going to get this and win the game. I'm going to get progenitus out. And then yeah. I, like something's going to hit. I don't care you, what right? you get out. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, there are other, there are other enchantments that act like that too, like uh, Concordant Crossroads. That's never going to help you. Oh, I you forget that it gives everyone haste. No one I don't ever forget that. No <laughs> but because no one plays a concordant crossroad concordant and then crossroads passes turn. Pass, you're like, uh, what have you done? <laughs> yeah, like no one does that. No one just turn one's concordant and passes the turn because yeah, everything has haste, but the, the chances of you getting a turn to use that haste are very slim at that point. Yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. like all your creatures have all creatures in the game have haste. All of them? Yes, all of them. Wow, that's going to be great for my turn. Sure it is. Uh, <laughs> and it's the same with Possibility Storm. When Possibility Storm hits the field, yes, technically everyone gets to do it, and it should hurt me as much as you. But like in my Zada deck, and like in our friend's Maelstrom Wanderer deck, that's not the case. Yeah, it's going to... No one just plays Possibility Storm unless they're an asshole just on an empty <laughs> void field. You play it because you're about to do something way worse with it. Uh, I, I got a little sidetracked here. Um, which deck has more on EDH rec? A Togatog or Sliver Legion? We're going to go with a Togatog. <laughs> yeah, by 200 decks. What the <laughs> hell is that? Because <laughs> a Togatog is awesome. <laughs> Trying to convince Brian to rebuild his Togatog deck he had like six years ago. Here's the problem with rebuilding a Togatog, all right, is that I could never rebuild that deck unless I got a foil. Yeah. And it's a little more pricey foil than it is regular. <laughs> I've never seen a foil. Uh the foil is fifty dollars American, the regular is a buck fifty. Okay, we can uh we can do like a funding drive for you. <laughs> So my for those of you who don't know, I don't know if you've uh, how often I've spoken. Seventy, about it 70 bucks out of stock is one yeah. on the website. Is uh, my Targatog deck was one of my first commander decks I ever built by myself. Uh, when I first got back into commander, 
it wasn't very good. I didn't have a good card base, so what I did was I built it was a cycles deck. So it had a every card cycle. So it had all the bringers. It had all of the free spells, the zero drop, uh, zero drop packs. Uh, it had um, all the praetors. It had any cycle that was finished, and it had one of each of them. It was absolutely one of the worst decks I've ever built. But I would one hundred percent build it again. Star <laughs> City Games has one for sixty bucks American. All right, there's our goal. Sixty dollars American. Only one I've found uh, so far. Sixty dollars American for a foil Togatog, and I will <laughs> rebuild the Togatog, Evan. That's all you gotta it's do. It's probably better now than six years ago, honestly. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean it would have to be. Uh but yeah, do you have anything else there, Evan, before we move on? A Togatog is a great group hug deck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just uh, you make all your creatures a togs. Yeah. And then you steal everyone else's creatures. And yeah. you sack them all. <laughs> and you sack them all. Exactly. Like, that's fairly huggy. I like hugging people like that. Um, uh, I was going to ask how your thoughts on Humble Defector. I mean, I run it in current. I mean, that's a fine card, too. More that's a pol- that's political because you, you essentially ask for people to give it back to you, but it is the same idea as you draw. And then you make a friend, but it's not really symmetrical. So I think it's more political than anything. Yeah, and I mean, I think that when you look at when you think in your head and you look at the list of like red group hug cards, right? They're either bad or political. Yeah. Like the bold we're whatever the giants. Oh, those are horrible. No one should play them. Yeah, they're well, they four mana for bold we're heavyweights. I just went and looked them up. They're eight eight trample for four. When they come into play, each opponent can search their library for a creature card and put it into play. It's so bad. You don't even get to play one from your hand. You you can literally go find your best creature. Yeah. And you can all it's go already on the battlefield. Sphinx. So you could just or you can just go get a Shriek Maw and kill it. <laughs> yeah, it's such a terrible. It's just it's so bad. And that's kind of how red is. Red is probably the worst of the group hug colors. Of the true friendship colors, you know. That's because they tend to have like hug everyone and punch yourself in the face, or or yeah, like, or, they tend or, to be like, oh wow, this is really bad for me. <laughs> yeah, terrible for me, terrible for me. Like I don't Can know. You get all the Atogs foil to make your deck. I believe so. I was just thinking that Atogatog isn't on the reserve list, so they should really do like a secret layer all the Atogs. Oh my god, can you imagine? That'd be amazing. <laughs> so how, many, good. how many Atogs are there in Magic? I don't think there's enough. We're going straight to Gatherer right now to look. completely off track here. That doesn't matter anymore. There are 13 cards that say Atog in them. Okay. Now, one of them's the Atog Totem. There I'm going to go to. Twelve atogs. There are twelve atogs. Oh, four atog. Man, sacrifice a forest. Thaumatog, which is uh one green white. It's a one two sack of land. It gets plus one plus one. Sack and enchantment gets plus one plus one. Sarkatog, one black red. Exile two cards from your graveyard plus one plus one. Sack and artifact plus one plus one. Psychotog, of course, which is the classic one. Discard a card plus one plus one. Uh, Exile two cards from your graveyard plus one plus one. That was like an illegitimate wing con in sixty card days. Like an absolute beast. Thanatog, which was not a beast, sacrifice an enchantment, plus one, plus one until the turn, discard a card, plus one, plus one until the turn. Yeah, see, they don't synergize. Necrotog, exile the top creature card of your graveyard, gets plus two, plus two. That's pretty solid. That's good art, too. Megatog, which is the three, four big guy, he was cost six, sack an artifact, he gets plus three, plus three, and trample. This man was Mirrodin. He came out with a bang. 
Um, oh wait. Uh, oh, you cannot. You cannot get Necrotog foil. It's in Weatherlight. Uh, oh. So oh, and Foratog was in Mirage and Eighth. Uh, Lithotog, sacrifice an artifact, plus one, plus one until end of turn. Sacrifice a land, plus one, plus one until end of turn. Foratog yeah. is tap a green sack <laughs> of forest. What the hell is that? Jesus, plus two, plus two. Chronotog is it's skip the your only next one turn. with a cost. That's it's so out of place. Chronotog has a cost. It costs zero. Sure. Okay. <laughs> you skip your next turn to give it plus three, plus three. Activate only once each turn. That was also part of a combo deck, I believe, yeah. or oh, uh, an aggro deck that played it. Uh, Oratog, sack an enchantment, get plus two, plus two. And then Atog, which is sacrifice an artifact, plus two, plus and two. That's the Atog, Atog, sacrifice an Atog. Uh, you actually can't six. get, you can't get Atog foil as well. Oh, see? Oh, no, this it was is... a Mirrodin, it was a Mirrodin Uncommon. Never mind, you can, yeah. Atog's banned in Popper, man. Well, it's a baller. I don't blame <laughs> him. Oh, yeah, it was a Mirrodin. I don't man. blame him at all. So, let's pitch it. Uh, Secret Layer Atog, you can get a tog, and then maybe all of the Odyssey ones. I would think Three, that you just do a four, twelve five, card six. You just You're do so a twelve one. card secret layer. Like, what do you lose? <laughs> I don't know. What What does that put into print that matters? I guess <laughs> Are any could, of them reserved? I don't think so. You could do a tog, and I guess all the a tog a tog, and all the ones in the art. Yeah, like I don't know if any of them are on the seven. reserve list. Are any of them there? So. No. Necrotog might be the closest. I I would I would I would argue or that Chronotog, maybe none of them. But I don't might be are. might be it. But uh, but yeah. So um, that's really what I want to talk about was just group hug and whether we play any sort of like actual friendly cards. No, <laughs> I don't feel we do. I also don't feel that they're Chronotog like Chronotog is on the reserve list. Chronotog's on reserve. We cannot the reserve foil list strikes again. We cannot get a Chronotog in a secret lair. How much is Chronotog to purchase? It's not much. You're uh, you're. We can hear you clacking away, buddy. No, I just bumped my keyboard. <laughs> I think it's the only one. Necrotog is not. So you can get a Chronotog for three dollars and fifty cents Canadian. Uh, there you go. There it is. Yeah, that's, that's the dream. That's the holdout. That's, that's the, the dream. dream. There it is. Uh, the dream team is here. Uh, would you like to do, Evan, a uh, a random commander? Sure, we can do that quickly before I fall asleep here. Before you pass out. All right. Uh, Bit closer yeah. to your mic, buddy. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I was trying to find the random button here. Here we go. First, wait. Let's do it proper. Ready? I got my random button. Are you good? I'm going to uh, do it first. Here I, we go. I don't. Where's the, why can't I find the random button? You just click on, you got to go back to the direct homepage. Uh, I am. I don't see the random button here. You're so bad at this. Here, I'll, I'm going to do mine first. Ready? Here we go. Sure. <laughs> I have Balfour the Stout. Oh, okay. The barbarian the one. 2 2 dwarf red legend. All barbarians get plus one, plus one. He can tap a red to fire breathe target barbarian. He costs three. He is mono red. He is the, the not dead version of Balthor. Um, he's kind of funny. He's mono red. Um, what do you say <laughs> to barbarian tribal? You know what I mean? Like it's not a tribe that's seen a lot of support recently. No, um, it does all. have another commander though that used to see a lot of play, uh, which was that uh, the chick. What was her name? The one that's like sitting on a throne with the axe. I can never remember. 
Reaper. Oh, uh, Lisa um, Coldeye or Le- Le- Yeah, Le- yeah, Cold I believe Eyes. she was. Yeah. Wasn't she plus two plus two to barbarians and warriors or something? Yeah, she probably replaced Balor. Although I like that he fire breathes, so that, I think yeah, that's pretty it's kinda, cool. Kind of fun. Uh, I've never, ever in the history of me playing <laughs> nope. Magic since 1994 <laughs> seen this card played. I have never seen Levisa Cold Eyes. Yeah, each creature is a barbarian, warrior, or berserker. It's plus two, plus two. Uh, I've never seen and has haste. Levisa just was better. Um, seen, seen this card hit play. Not once. Uh, I think it would be hilarious. I think it would be also probably be pretty fun to build like a, a barbarian tribe with this guy, just a seething mass of barbarians. See, I think it'd be like your shades deck. The problem people would have is if you had enough good barbarians, they couldn't really block well because you could just fire breathe whatever they didn't block. A hundred percent. I mean, which the reason that my be... shades gets damage on is because which one, one do you block? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'll block that one. It's like, cool. The other one will do you 13 damage. You're like, Damn yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And then it's, it's, so I mean, and you got you got some decent barbarians here, like uh, Kamal the Pit Fighter. You yeah, know, he can lightning bullshit. Kelvin uh, Warlord. Kelvin Warlord, exactly. So good. So uh, good. Taurine Mahler. <laughs> well, okay, I do hate. <laughs> I also hate all this change. People play shapeshifters, and they're like, "It's my tribal deck." <laughs> it's the same problem I have with Morophon. It's like it's not. You sh- shut up. It's not. I don't no, care. I, I actually don't really like shapeshifters because they just make everything the same. So it's always like, oh god. Yeah, yeah. Make, uh, your, the... make your ape tribal deck just have apes. That's the fun part, not the stupid Godo. shapeshifters. Godo is a barbarian. Uh, it's true. Barbarian. I don't think he's uh, very good in this deck. But... Oddly enough, the card Balduvian Horde. Interestingly enough, Balduvian Horde was originally printed, I believe, in alliances. Um, it and says it was insanely uh, powerful. It was also insanely expensive in alliances. Yeah. It was it was like I remember when the card dropped, it was it was money. It is there was like three there cents. So few ways to stop a five five. Yeah, it just came at on you. On turn just, four. Just, just gotcha. Just gotcha. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so uh, if we're gonna do the scale for Balthor uh for fun, I think this would be like a two. I think I think it would be fun originally. Late game, this will definitely be less fun. Yeah, it's a little uh, bit as of you trouble. run out of things to do apart from play your other barbarian and pass the turn. Um, I think for politics, this is a zero, a one, if I have to use any numbers. There's, I mean, there's very few red commanders that are in, uh, yeah, that are in politics are in anyway. Very political no, 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 no. But for, for hate, this should also be down near a one. You're, you're yeah. probably going to go second place if you don't win because people will ignore you unless you come out very strong. Um, but like if you run an artifact like deck where you're just playing barbarian after barbarian, this is going to be the type of deck where you're just going to be like, well, you know, maybe I can establish enough of a presence where people don't notice it. Yeah, I like that it says all barbarians, so he pumps himself. I don't know if it still says that. It You'd have probably to probably does. It seems really strange because he's also not a barbarian on that card. He's a dwarf legend. Oh, so other other barbarian creatures. And it says another target barbarian for red, so he can't even do it to himself. Okay, he no, is a, a he is a dwarven though. barbarian now, though, so he can definitely yeah. It does say other barbarians. Um, do you have you found it yet, or should I do? It for I you did too? find the silly little okay, well, just, uh, button just, there. Okay, so wait, ready? Okay, okay yep. Okay, just wait. I'm still waiting. Just wait. I'm All trying. Right, I'll keep waiting. Our audience loves it. Stop Dead it! Silence ever. is perfect. Oh my god. How every podcast should be run. I hate you. Uh, just do it then. You know what? I don't even want to do it for you. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Oh, jeez, what the hell is this? <laughs> Nilis Dis- Discipline Enforcer. What? He's from um, the Strixhaven. Oh, he's the mono white guy. I yeah, play him at, in a couple decks. He's actually at the beginning kind of, fun. of your end step for each player. Put a one-one counter and up to one target creature that player controls. Each creature with one or more counters on it can't attack your planeswalker control unless its controller pays X, where X is the number of counters on that creature. Interestingly enough, sure. it says counters, not plus one, plus one. Yeah, counters. I noticed that. It's any so counters. I used to run this guy in Atraxa and dump all kinds of counters on creatures <laughs> and then proliferate one. them all at once and be like, <laughs> now you need to pay 14 to swing with that 7-7, seven, seven, like at me. Yeah, He's quite fun. He seems better. See, here's Mono White's problem. It's kind of similar to like Mono Blue suffers from it a little bit. That if your commander can't do damage, you don't really have a way to win. Like Mono White doesn't really have a good way to win if your commander is like a sandbag commander. Um, You can play creatures, but then as soon as you hit with a board wipe, you have like nothing. There isn't like sort of like a good synergy. Yeah. So the problem with this guy is like, hey, you can protect yourself, but like, where do you go from that afterwards? Because Mono White just can't build as big a presence. So like, we talk about Elish Norn. Elish Norn wins by killing half the stuff, making your stuff big. You can build a deck, and then you cast Elish Norn and you win. But Mono White really suffers from like commanders that aren't really focused on damage. And I said Blue has the same thing. Now Blue can just win through Lab Man and stuff. But your blue deck that can't do any damage does tend to struggle to find some way to attack people. Yeah, I do think, though, that white is an aggressive color in and of itself, especially recently. So it's far easier to build a deck that doesn't... Like in Nils, for example, your strategy would probably just be to find more ways to put a couple more counters on creatures. Like with like... uh, like, uh, I think this came in like the Brina deck. Originally, yeah, I think so. Uh, which is the one where, like, you can put counters on things, and things happen, and stuff happens, and then you do things. And I think this this deck, especially Nils, would be like he's going to stop me from getting hit a bit, but my deck's going to build into like a value engine, you know, or a token engine. And yeah, I mean, you can for put each a one player, counter on your own on your stuff. own stuff. Yeah, so that's so, why you play you play um, Esper Sentinel to make him bigger. And you play outlast creatures that are like when they have a counter, they have stuff. So I guess yeah, there's a little more synergy because you you find those cards that are like based on power. Um, I would play uh, what's the one um, uh, intrepid hero? Tap yeah, or destroy yeah, yeah. a creature with power four or greater. Really good in this deck because you just let people make the creature big and then you just murder it. Whatever. Well, you, you make the creature big. It's your choice. They don't uh, have a for each player. Put oh yeah, you can put it on theirs, and then you you're can the be like, you're the one that chooses, right? It's yeah, not like so you that. Just make it's not your like creature big, and the moment you don't like it anymore, you just kill it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I so, mean, yeah, this guy fair. seems fine. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I, <clears> I kind of missed that you could trigger it on yourself originally. Uh, you can play it with uh, Lazel. Don't ask me the rest of it. Uh, the weird one from Baldur's Gate. If you would put one or more counters on a creature or planeswalker you control, or on yourself, put that many plus one. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, now yeah, you can yeah, put yeah. two on. Um, the Luminarch Aspirant, uh, at the beginning of combat in your turn, put a 1-1 counter on target creature. That was really good in standard. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make like a 1-1 one, one synergy white he deck. There's was really good in standard. Was. was, yes, was. No longer is there. Um, so on the scale, then, where would you put this for uh, for fun? 
Um, the fun, uh, I'd put it the same as the other one, probably a two. Uh, it's an interesting deck building challenge. The fact that you get to put a bunch of counters makes it a little more interesting than uh, Balor there. Um, cause there's a little bit of decision making you have to have. I'd go with a two cause mono white, you will feel like, ugh, if only I had like green, you know, champion of lamb hold would be super good. With this. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so you'll get a little annoyed that you're stuck in white, but, and uh, for politics, politics is, I mean, it's more politics that you make. So it's it's a tough call because I like, think this guy could be used one pretty politically people. because you could say like I can make that big enough for you to kill this thing or you know or yeah but the problem is you're making by making it bigger they already can't really attack you effectively so like you're really just helping yourself you're not really helping anyone else but I mean like what I'm saying is you could be like I'll make your hydra one bigger and then you swing it at him. Sure, but what I'm saying is they probably weren't swinging at you anyway because of the cost to swing it. So, yeah. but yes, you could you could make some arguments. Uh, we'll go with a one and a half. And then what yeah, about hate? It's not quite the end, but there's or not quite bottom. But hate. Uh, I mean, it should get hate, but it's be mono white, so it's going to get laughed at more than anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll give it a two because any creature based deck is going to be super annoyed at you. Um. So. I think Voltron will be more annoyed than anything. Uh, like if yeah. someone drops like a, if I dropped Karn and someone had Nilsa, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be pissed. Yeah. Um, they would never get Karn. Um, so I have an, a challenge for you then. So okay. we will build on Moxfield these decks. Okay. So you build a Nils, put it on Moxfield. I'm going to build a Balthar the Stout. We're going to put it on Moxfield. <laughs> okay. And then we're going to get our community to vote on which deck was built better. Okay. Uh, sure, we'll set a deadline for that. Yeah, we'll, I can, we'll set, I can sit we'll, down we'll one a, afternoon and figure this out. We'll put it a couple episodes away. Uh, yeah. Our next episode is going to be our end of the year wrap. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to People who don't know our... this, uh, we're recording this right before Christmas, Couple, maybe a week before Christmas, 10 days actually, uh, depending on when this comes out. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, yeah, so we're, we'll our next episode will be the new year, and hopefully it'll be the end of the year wrap up where we talk about yeah, all the about stuff that we our hated. Favorite cards, the cards we hated. Uh, if colors got better or worse, uh, this is going to be a negative episode coming up. I feel like. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a tough episode because I've talked about last time like how few cards I bought this year. So I'm going to be like, True. I don't know. Like Brothers War, I own ten cards from the whole set. <laughs> Um, uh, Dominaria but, United. I probably own six cards from the whole set. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bad one, but we will uh, we will definitely have to go into it because I do feel that there was so much that changed in Magic this year. There was so much brought to it. Yeah, we need, we need to discuss it. We need to discuss, mostly bad things, but there were some good. There were some good. We got one of the best sets in the last decade, probably. But yeah, that was the Warhammer one. I'm assuming <laughs> Kamigawa. Calm down. Um, oh, Kamigawa was good. Yeah. Yeah, save so for next week. we'll save it for next week. Let's not do it now. But otherwise, folks, that was our episode. I hope you enjoyed our discussion on group hug and friendly and vote, cards. Vote Nils. And vote yeah, vote for Nils because Evan needs a win right now. Yeah, if if Brian wins, he'll get his Ataga Tog. If I win, I'll find some other stupid. Oh, that'd be, that'd be just perfect. <laughs> that'd be just perfect. Uh, you guys have a great night. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we have will a talk happy to you holidays after to the all holidays. The people who get upset when you say that. Happy, 
happy happy holidays folks uh i don't care if you're upset uh, frankly uh it seems silly so <laughs> put up your holiday tree get your holiday lights ready wait look, for holiday man look, to show up and holiday <laughs> holiday man will show up with his beard and his things his deer will come with him uh they're deer right or elk uh the reindeer i think famously famously whatever <laughs> later everybody see you later be living like a fucking reptile face down in the gutter for two days.